Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and today we are continuing our four series or four episode series about the Enneagram, about the Enneapaths. And we talked last week about the stress path. And I know what you're thinking. That was so down. It's an area that we don't want to be at. But I wanted to encourage you real quick before we jump into the next path and let you know that the reason why we, it's important that we understand and we know what we do and what others do when they're in stress is because that it helps you understand why they're doing it, why you're doing it. There's a reason. And then once there's a reason, then you can figure out a way out of it or you can support them and realize that they are looking for compassion at the moment. They're not trying to be rude. They're not trying to be harsh. They're not trying to be indecisive and wishy-washy or manipulative. They're doing it out of fear and out of overwhelm and out of stress. And I don't know about you, but when I know that one of my friends are is stressed, when I start to realize, oh, I'm acting like this because I'm stressed, not because this is how I really want to treat people, then I can do something about it. So that is why we talk about all the paths and not just focus on the good side of, of the growing of through the Enneagram. So today we're going to dive into the blind spot path. And I can't wait. There's, I'll tell you, this is another side. This is kind of a blind spot. It's it's kind of a downer as well. And the, the old adage, you hurt the ones you love. Well, this, the ones you love are the ones who get to see this aspect of you. So listen in. Hi, friend. I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, today we are talking about the blind spot path. So this is the second path in the group of four, where it goes the stress path, then the blind spot path, then the growth path, and then the convergence path. Whereas the stress is the the easiest to stay on. This is the area where you're, you don't want to stay. You don't want to be. Um, that's not, it's very unhealthy. It's not your best self. And you end up feeling a lot of guilt and shame because of how you're reacting to things, how you are treating people. And you're not making decisions that help you grow. So the blind spot path is a step up from the stress path. But the key is here 
the people who get to see this side of you are the people you're closest with, your family, your friends. These are the people you interact with a lot. And sometimes, and I honestly had no idea that the blind spot path even existed when I first started learning about the Enneagram. You focus mainly on the stress and the growth. And man, there were some areas that I, some things that I would do and I'm like, well, it it didn't fall into my stress path. And then I started studying the blind spot path and I realized, ooh, that is where it comes from. So now, like the stress path, when you recognize it, when you see what you're doing, and and I don't know about you, at the end of the day, do you ever ask yourself, like, why did I, why am I acting this way? Why did I just say that to my kid? Why did I say that to my friend? Or why did I think it? Sometimes it's not even things that I say, it's the feelings that I have or the thoughts that I have that I know do not portray the energy or the feelings to them. Like I'm not as compassionate as I should be. And so I asked myself, like, what do we, what do we want? Or how do I want to treat people? Because this is not it. And so I ask you, I ask you to consider the blind spot path. Because wouldn't you rather understand why you're acting a certain way? and then be able to change it rather than not even notice and just have arguments and disagreements with your friends without even realizing why, without even realizing, you're like, I don't even care about that. What are we, why are we upset at each other when that's not even how I really feel? So by understanding the blind spot path, you can get, you can feel the pulse of your energy, of your overwhelm, of your stress, of your feelings before it actually comes out. You get to notice what is going on inside of you and then take a different path. And so this is kind of where self-care comes in as well, which I have a self-care episode coming because it's not all massages and manicures. As much as I would love that, Sometimes that isn't the self-care that you really need. And so I will talk about that when I'm done with this Enneagram path, these episodes. So stay tuned for that because that is something that I've talked to a lot of people about of what exactly is self-care and I don't have time to go get a massage. Well, we'll talk about that because there's a lot of things you can do without spending a lot of time and a lot of money and still have really good self-care. So also, if you have any tips or you have any ideas that have worked for you, send me a message, write to me, email me, and let me know because I would love to hear things that you do that don't take a lot of time or money or either of those, time and money, but still give you that value, give you that self-care that you're looking for. So let me know what your thoughts are. Now, back to the blind spot path. Another reason why I will go through all nine numbers, it's not just because I know that people listening are, there's chances are every nine, every number is listening right now. But it's also the more we understand how other people are reacting, the more we can have compassion and understanding for what they're going through. We can step back and say, oh, wait a minute, what? What the heck is going on with you? 
because this is not how you normally are. This is not the normal that I'm used to. What's going on? How can I support you? How can I pray for you? How can I just sit with you? Even if you don't want to, if you don't want to explain what's going on, how can I be there for you? Because clearly you're going through something. Sometimes just being seen and heard for a moment is what you need to snap out of it, to snap back into the growth path, which we'll talk about next week. We can use our blind spot path as an indicator and not an excuse. We can understand and then make another make another decision, make another choice and or apologize for the way we're acting and take ourselves give ourselves a 5-minute break to recuperate and to come back in a different fashion. So let's dive in and I'm going to do something different than I typically do is I'm going to work backwards with the numbers. Instead of working one through nine or eight through seven, which typically is seen, I'm going to work through nine through one. So let's start with the peaceful accommodator, the type nine, who, if you remember, in stress goes towards a type six, but the blind spot path is towards a type three, where This group is known to be the accommodating ones. They go along to get along and not to care too much about the outcomes as long as everyone's satisfied with the way things are. And of course, they do like to achieve. But when they go towards threes, it's even more important that they try to achieve. This is where they demonstrate their value by working extra. They throw themselves into a project to try to prove themselves, not because they like to, because they want to, but because they are trying to prove to you that they are worthy. They may start to brag about their accomplishments just to feel more important and to, well, again, it's the worthiness and proving that they are somebody which we know that one of their core fears is being unseen. And so you can see how when they're with with the people closest to them, it's important that they feel seen. They also may tend to do busy work and work that doesn't even matter, but they just, to distract themselves from things that should be done, they will start doing busy work. Now for type eight, our passionate protectors which they become, they're, they're typically very confident. And then when they go into their blind spot path, they go towards a type two. And then with that, with the type two, they go to the unhealthy side. These are all the unhealthy side of the numbers that they're going to. And they seek reassurance that everyone close to them still needs them. That you still want them around. They need that reassurance. Their their confidence seems to have dissipated and they will do extra things looking for accolades, looking for support, looking for reassurance that you, that you need them there. They're also, well, because they are known to be challengers and they're protectors, they will assert themselves whether they want, whether you want their help or not. 
simply because as a two, that unhealthy two that knows what you need, they will assert themselves and try to fix things for you. And again, that helps them release the tension and the stress on them because they can focus on you. And it's almost to the point of they can be prideful about that. Well, of course I'm helping someone. So it's a good thing when no one asks for help in the first place. And it actually is doing more harm than good to everyone involved. They also desire more appreciation for the things that they do. So like I mentioned that they're looking for more accolades. They want people to notice that that they are doing things. And so they become more overt about it. And the other part is they will find ways for people to depend on them. They will do what they need to do in order to get you the help you need because you need them. And they become very controlling and desperately want to keep the people in their inner circle. You know that if you befriend an eight, if you if you are in the inner circle of an eight, that you are you are loved and seen and protected, and they will they will protect you at all costs. Well, when they're feeling desperate, they will they'll start to become more needy and clingy, and it kind of turns the tables a little bit to where they need you by you needing them because they need you. Now for our type sevens who are fun loving, experience driven, they want to experience life to its fullest. They head towards the unhealthy side of type five, which they start to withdraw. They become depressed. They tend to isolate themselves because they can't handle their own emotions. They And they don't want to burden people with their emotions that they don't even understand themselves. And by, by isolating themselves, then they can try to avoid the emotions altogether. Sometimes they become more cynical. They're fun-loving, enthusiastic, op- opportunity-driven. It turns dark and goes more pessimistic and cynical. And they also struggle, they struggle to trust people. And so they may be asking more questions. You may be asking your, if you notice that you are a little more cynical or you ask your friends more questions, clarifying, and because you don't really trust what they're, what they're telling you, what they, the truth that they're speaking or the stories they're telling, And that is a sign that you're on the blind spot path when the mistrust starts to become strong. And another sign that a seven is in their blind spot path is become it's because they try to dull their energy and become more of a of a an observer. They try to step back while everyone else is acting while everyone else is coming up with all the ideas when usually they're just they jump into the mix and are they usually have the great ideas themselves well now they're more of an observer than a per, an active participant so that's kind of those are the ways that you can tell a type 7 if they start to withdraw and their energy is lower you can sometimes tell you can well a lot of times you can tell that something's going on with them that's not quite right And they may not be completely stressed out, but as their inner circle, as someone close to them, that should be an indicator that they need some support. The type six 
our loyal guardians, our faithful guardians, those people who have things all planned out. Well, when they become stressed and when they're around the people that are closest to them, they completely shut down. Not only do they not trust the decisions and the the things going on in their head, the choices that they have to make and the outcomes that may come from it, they don't they don't even have the capacity to deal with it. So they just avoid it. They can't handle the interruptions or the disturbances. They can't handle when things don't go in normal things. You know, we Plans never happen as you expect them. You plan knowing that it gives you a guidelines because nothing, especially when you have kids involved, nothing happens as you expect. Well, a a six in this blind spot path does not handle that as well as they could. They don't roll with the punches. They don't, they kind of get irritated and angry about the changes that happen the flexibility they have to provide. And so that's a sign when they start getting irritated, when they realize more than anyone that plans change. That's why they plan multiple outcomes. So they're ready. Well, when they're in the blind spot path and they they go with one plan, it's a lot harder to switch to another, another scenario. And so that's one way you can notice if a type six is in the blind spot. They also use passive aggressive behaviors to avoid confrontations. They don't want to deal with it. They really just want to shut down and avoid it altogether. And so if you notice that not only they're shutting down and they're trying to avoid, but now they are, and and they can't handle the flexibility changes that the task requires, that's the indicator that you should ask them what's going on. What is needed in this moment? So then the type five, the type five who are the investigative thinkers or the analytical investigators, they head towards a type eight. So now you have this this reserved individual who has researched and can look at both points of view. And all of a sudden they start to become more forceful. They start asserting their boundaries and confront people a lot more than they're used to. They don't see both sides as easily because they're stressed, because they're in that blind spot. They question other people's competencies depending on their own research and not seeing that there's a possibility of a gray area. Um, And then they're a little more arrogant about the way they the way they perceive things, the way that their truth happens, the way the science behind it or the the way they rationalize. They become arrogant in the fact that they believe their way is the only rational way. And so when you're arguing with a type five, which you don't do anyway, because typically they are so smart on the subject that they know how to, like, they know how to combat every every way you're thinking they have an answer for. And simply because they've researched it. And a lot of times, you go to fives for that research and because they can give you so much information. Well, in negativity, in this blind spot path, they become blindsided or betrayed and they become aggressive. Control to avoid being controlled. A type four, 
Now, a type four who are the romantic individualists or the introspective individualists, they move towards the type one. They start getting analytical and judgy and not only towards others, but themselves, but their inner critic will kick in. And all of a sudden, this fatal flaw that they're afraid they have is amplified. They focus on flaws and they're becoming more judgmental and critical of others and not just themselves. They become vocal about what they see wrong and not necessarily how to fix it, but they just know something's wrong and they get passionate and forceful about it. They become picky and impatient. They start criticizing themselves for personal imperfections, things that may not even be imperfections, but these are little quirks that make them who they are. They start to become critical about it. And so they start nitpicking more and more. So your type four, who who's dramatic anyway, who feels so deeply, all of a sudden starts going more rational versus feelings and negative side of rational and nitpicky and controlling and frustrated, that's typically a sign that the type four is in the blind spot path around you. Now a type three, our successful achiever or admirable achiever, they tend to go to the unhealthy side of type six. So they they take their their successes. They start to look at achieving things, but then they worst case scenario the sucker out to the point where they become paralyzed. And these individuals who are go-getters and can make decisions and run with the ball, they get stunted. They get anxious and they have frustrations about which way to go. They they typically are decisive and then all of a sudden they let all of the questions in their mind take over and they can't actually make a decision. They complain and display a negative attitude that they don't typically reveal to others. Other people start to see their frustration that and their the fact that they don't like something they don't like others to see this side of them. They want to, they want to be likable to everybody. And so they fear that if you see that they don't agree or that they have a negative side, that you won't like them. And so the more you see that negative side, the more you understand that they are in stress. And they also become suspicious of others and unsure of who they can trust. So when they start asking questions and questioning why you're doing something or why they're doing something, it's typically a sign that they're on their their blind spot path. Type two, the type two who's the nurturing supporter, who walks into a room and can tell the needs of others. All of a sudden they move towards the type four and they, they become more emotional. They come become more It's more about their feelings and their needs versus the needs of others. They start to reveal hidden emotional and relational needs that go much deeper. That that deep four kicks in and then all of a sudden it's, they don't know how to handle it. They don't like to sit here in the negative emotions and dwell in the negative emotions because really who does except for the fours who find comfort in knowing their full wide range of emotions, but they express their disappointment in others. Instead of 
supporting others in their decisions, they are more open about their dissatisfaction. They become more self-indulgent. They will give themselves more treats, more, they'll spend, typically they'll spend more money on different things. This is an idea of, we mentioned, I mentioned self-care and all of a sudden they're, they focus more on what they get instead of what they give. And they need that to make themselves feel better instead of looking for ways to really go to God to make themselves feel better. And they're overly sensitive in very emotional ways, ways that are not typical for them. So that's an idea of when a two is on the blind spot path. And again, remember, these are the closest people to them see this or get this version of themselves. And so by seeing that someone who's really nurturing and supportive and all of a sudden they turn more self-centered and they are compelled to take care of their own needs, that's a sign that they are that they are feeling stressed and need to reach out. Or if they can't reach out, this is when an opportunity for you as their friend or their family member to reach out to them and say, hey, how can I support you? Because no one likes to be needy and feel this way. And someone who's especially, they they feel good by serving. And all of a sudden, they have this need to be served. It's It feels off. And not that it's always a bad thing, because sometimes there is a season where others, we need to just step back and let others help. But after that season, if we're still in it, if we're still, if we, if it's out of character, then sometimes we need other people. We need our friends to help us move through it, find out what's going on so we can become healthy again. And last but not least is the type one. And the type one who's a principled reformer or moral perfectionist who likes to get things done, do things the right way, they move towards the unhealthy side of type seven, where they start to demand that others meet their needs and desires. Rational or not, they want other people to meet their needs. They become more self-focused and greedy. Typically, the type one is known for their criticisms and things because they want to make it better for the world. They want to make it better for the people around them, whatever it may be. But when they start to get self-focused, when they start to want things changed because they need them changed, that's a sign that they're in the blind spot path. And then they also will find ways to escape. They will find ways to run. They will find ways to avoid the responsibilities whether it is through unhealthy coping skills, whether it's through the addictive behaviors, or it's just running from one adrenaline junkie exercise or event to the next. But they typically will do it without truly experiencing what they are going through, what they are, the activity. So if you go skydiving, it's without that enjoyment, they're doing it to to escape, to run away, to feel a different emotion rather than dealing with what they have. So that's the difference between when experiencing an emotion and or an experience like skydiving and enjoying it for what it is and using it to escape reality. And they may become more sillier and childish and they tap into that that seven where they just don't want to be bored. They don't want to, they don't want to feel. 
anything harsh. So they will stay on the high side. They will stay with the the emotions that are that feel better, whether they're healthy or not. And they express a broader range of emotions, speak more boldly, and may even do it if it gets they make it carried away with it. Even if it's not what they feel, they just expand on everything. And so those are some of the ways that you can tell when a one, if they're not as principled, if they're not as, if it's more self-centered versus other-centered, that's a way to tell that they are in stress and that they, they're looking for ways to escape the, the responsibilities because they're overwhelmed. So those are the the blind spot path. Starting next week, we're going to talk about the growth path. So we'll we'll start talking about the good things, the good aspects that come from all of the the enneagram itself. But I thought it was important that we we look at it and listen to it all at one time. Like I was thinking of doing it all of let's let, let's go through all paths of type one and type two. But I wanted to let you know, and you can listen to it everyone's side because none of them are positive none of them are are healthy and just as you don't want to react based on your unhealthy number others don't want to react in theirs either and so it's a indicator and not a something we should judge we should be compassionate and if we notice if we notice a a stress path or a blind spot path then Take a moment to ask what's going on, to pray for them, to see if there's a way you can help them or just listen, just see them and let them feel heard. So next week, we'll talk more about the Enneagram and we'll we'll do the higher side. We'll start to talk about what it means to be on the growth path for each number. While you are considering these, just remember that When you identify your fears, if you identify what's going on, you're able to to make a different choice. You're able to not allow it to control you. You can start to reclaim your confidence and you can start to embrace your identity and step into the person God called you to be. And when you're doing that, you're able to choose joy. You're able to live with joy and experience what real joy is in life. So until next week, bye for now.